Welcome back to another episode of the Average Joe Lawn Care Show, everybody. Um, really excited to have uh, tonight's co-host on. Uh, he needs no introduction, but he is Alan Hain, the lawn care nut. Um, he's the one that has been the pioneer of the lawn care YouTube world and has inspired so many of us to begin dominating our own lawn just and just starting to take care of it uh and you know with with confidence with pride and and has even inspired so many of us to start our own youtube channels or just start frequently posting that kind of stuff on social media so it's uh it's very very cool to have alan on uh the show tonight uh it wasn't but just a couple years ago that i was just watching alan hayne and now I talk to him on a fairly frequent basis and actually work with Alan now at Yard Mastery. So it's very cool to just kind of see that relationship develop and it's been really fun. So I will pass the mic over to Alan to say hello to everybody. And Alan, how you doing tonight? I am good. He's drinking tonight. This is what I got. I went local for sure. Three daughters, Beach Blonde Ale, St. Petersburg Brewery. If anybody, if you've been there, shout out in the comments. They have a really nice venue for bands. What is it the guys on the Keep Off the Grass Lawn Care do? They do the. I haven't. I have. I'll be. Right. I'll be honest. I have. I haven't watched that enough to know all their their ins and outs of what they do on the show. But uh, I didn't know if that. I didn't know that was a thing. I got. Uh, this is by Alaskan Brewing. Um, it's a, it's a wit, a wit ale. Um, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a wit kind of guy. I like pale ales and I also like, uh, IPAs and those types of things. Um, I don't know many people know this, but I, I sure know this is that you actually, one of your original channels that you have, uh, <laughs> you go into, you go into bars and breweries and you're talking to people about beer. I know I've watched some of those videos, um, yeah, there might be a couple still around. That was fun. It was called, uh, well, I had a couple different things. I'm glad we're talking about this. I don't get to talk about this very often. So, um, yeah, back, I would, I guess 2007 or eight, maybe, maybe nine, I started doing uh, local stuff. I wanted to go blogging and, and, um, I was doing, I had my lawn care blog back then. And I wanted to start a hyper-local local blog, and it was called Around Crown Point, uh, where I lived in Crown Point, Indiana. And um, I always and stuff. We had a lot of groups. stuff i want to go out to breeze i want to experience the people i want to talk to the brewmasters behind it because i was i was a super craft beer nerd way back then um but uh had to cut all that off because at one time somebody uh from our our circle saw my wife in the uh grocery store and she said and they she hadn't seen us in a while she says how's alan doing is he okay my wife's like yeah he's fine why She's like, well, every time we see him on the internet, he's drinking. <laughs> that, that ended that right away. That was it. No more. <laughs> so thanks for bringing that up. That's a fun memory. Uh, I want to hop on here and just say I do apologize for the choppiness, uh, the lag in the video and audio. I'm not sure why that's doing that. Everything looks good on my end. So we'll just keep going. I can still see it's still chugging along and trying to work through it but um what does it mean bad what is a bad lag because you're clear to me 
What's a bad lag, man? Well, it's just that YouTube is telling me YouTube is not receiving enough video to maintain smooth streaming as such viewers will experience uh, choppiness or whatever. But I can still see it. It's working through it. It seems to be... Uh, it's not like stopping the stream, so we should be okay. I don't know. I guess it must be right. different between what you and I see on Skype and what they see on on YouTube and whatnot, but... Yeah, and I know on, on that uh, channel, I don't because I know the channel is just called Alan Hain. I know I've there's like uh, you do there's some vlogs on there where you're trying to do like because there's one one where you're like I'm trying to do a Casey Neistat vlog and uh, those types of things. Okay, yeah. So that sucks that everybody missed that story. Hopefully, maybe you can replay the recording or something. But I haven't got. I just I enjoy talking about some of the first times I started doing the internet. So around Crown Point and Big Beer Blog were part of that, but uh, but yeah. So I have a personal channel, um, kinda, and um, so I'll tell you the history backstory on that. So I had a, a blog when I was learning how to do internet marketing. This was again, two thousand seven, eight, nine. I had a personal blog called Blogger Illustrated, and um, I would uh, talk about internet marketing and how to how to make mm -hmm. money online and SEO and stuff like that. And really, I was just learning at the time. Um, so I was kind of talking about what I had learned. And I was doing a lot of crazy stuff. I would do spam stuff. You know, I would buy. Ooh, this beer's making me burp. It's good, though. Mm. It's late, so the only way I can stay up is to drink beer. I'm usually in bed right now. So um, what was I saying? Oh, so I would do. Uh, I was learning how to make my online. I was buying courses and um, pretty crazy stuff. And. I uh, used to get on there and rant pretty hard. And in fact, whenever I get haters these days, I think to myself, yeah, you deserve that, you <laughs> son of a bitch. That's how I used to be like back, whatever, however many years ago that was, 11, 12 years ago. Um, in the make money online circles, you know, I would see guys that were successful and I would always think to myself, they must have cheated to get there or they must have scammed people. I just had this weird sense of the world. I was just bitter. And so and so I would use my blog to try to tear people down. It was bad. I was a real a-hole, bro. Like, I, I really was. And um, anyway, but so I, I did learn internet marketing. I actually learned black hat, and I learned how to do things the wrong way and try to game Google. And uh, yeah, some good memories there. But then over time, I started realizing, man, you're stupid doing that. You're just making yourself feel like an ass, you know, you're not hurting anyone else but yourself. And so I kind of turned over a new leaf and started going positive and doing internet marketing for real. And that's when I got the job at the startup because I actually knew SEO. But anyway, yeah, pretty cool. So Blogger Illustrated does have a few videos on it. I don't know how old those are over there. But yeah, when I getting deep people really just loving your community hyper local is a different thing now i think but yeah so when i came back to st pete because that's what i was born and raised and when i got back there in 2015 i thought man it'd be really cool to start this up again and so i start doing some vlogs and trying to do some commentary and uh i guess my commentary wasn't well received because it never went anywhere but yeah so well, I, I want to get back into that, but I want to thank everybody for all the super chats and whatnot. Lazy Lawn's dogging me for Ben's internet, uh, donating for Ben's internet, playing off of Alan's comment of my prepaid internet minutes going up. Um, Dad Who Mows Best. Hey, you guys should give Dad Who Mows Best a follow on Instagram. He's doing, he does really cool woodworking stuff and uh, posts that on on Instagram, and, and it's just fun stuff to watch. He's definitely good at doing those types of things. Uh, Tony Bowman, thank you so much. Oh, look, Josh Whitford. Thanks for coming in, buddy. So let me mention Josh. Yeah. As you know, I mean, you know Josh. Josh is my business partner in Yard Mastery, and Josh was around back in the days when I was Mr. Uh, bitter at the world and hating all the make money online guys and he and i actually were in a couple of these classes together where we tried to learn how to make money online that's how we met and it's in these course in one of these courses we actually found one that was semi-legit 
the guy taught us actually how to game Google and how to hate Google and how to hate SEO and and all of this kind of stuff. But you know, throughout the process, and my phone is because I said the word Google. <laughs> but but uh, uh, through the process of him teaching us how to game it, in fact, for the way it was built, and uh, we both learned that no, you know, instead of fighting it, it's which is really good content. So. So yeah, it's kind of cool. I've known Josh for all those years since I, he's been there since the beginning, since I started learning digital marketing. So that's pretty cool. Super badass. I know I've heard a lot of. I know I've heard that uh, this uh, the story. I can't regurgitate it, even though I've heard it a couple several times of how <clears throat> you guys met, I believe, and started your the business that you have now. Because um, I know you guys have started. Has it just been? Lawn care nut or v- and and yard master obviously, but have you guys started other? I thought you guys started other businesses uh, initially before that. We didn't actually start any business, sure. but we did projects together. Um, Josh has never had a real. Job. He's always been an entrepreneur, <laughs> and so he would always have different gigs. He was working sometimes it was contract work, or he'd be, you know, doing doing this or that and okay. he would hire me to do seo for those companies some pretty big ones too if i named them because it'd be like whoa really um and so i would do seo for those that and uh we'd always wanted to start something or do something but yeah when lawn care nut got to a certain point where we had to kind of i had to kind of decide like yeah am i gonna just keep having fun with this or maybe try to you know get rid of my corporate job which i was starting to dislike once again um that's when i got with josh and like, what, what did you what, dis- do here, what so. did you dislike about because yeah. you said dislike about the corporate job again so it's clear that there was a time that that had happened before so what about it was kind of a pattern that you noticed um well you know a corporation has its own set of it has its own agenda and it has a certain group of either investors or mm-hmm have to stay within a box within a framework as much as corporations say we love it when people think outside the box that's that's bullshit <laughs> by the way I'll, I'll throw a little cuss words out on this one i'm hoping that <laughs> no, it's late you're fine. i mean you know what i mean this <laughs> is the late night right lawn care show people so yeah this isn't i don't i make sure this is not rated for children yeah but um yeah i just i don't like living i, I like to be a thinker and I like to do things my way. True Green definitely didn't, but I learned a lot there. Um, but my biggest problem was just the way we were treated by our customers, primarily because of our, our marketing practices. But um, when it got to the last job, I worked for a startup, and it was awesome because when it was a startup, it was it was basically, this is your job, make it happen any way you have to. And there was very little rules, and it was awesome because we we did some great things. We took a company... From, you know, I was the ninth employee and six years later it had 600 employees. You know, I saw that happen and I was in charge of client services, you know, so I had a lot of free reign. I mean, if we had a client that was having trouble, we would jump on a plane the next day and we would go down and we would service that client, take care of them. And, and which mainly meant just taking them out and getting them drunk most of the time. But I'm just saying we would do what we had to do. We would go to conferences. I would go to conferences and we'd have like a booth and I would get up and speak on digital marketing and tell people to go to the booth and people would flood the booth. They just sales would happen and then we'd go out and just have giant dinners in Vegas. And it was like, it was like awesome. Like I, I enjoyed that. But then the company got acquired. <laughs> there are people from there are going to watch and go, bro, you actually, we had some serious work to do, you know? But, um, the company got acquired and taken public and then all of these rules started coming in, right? And sales changed, the way they sold the product changed. Um, these goals that they had on us made the salesman have to do and say things that I didn't agree with. Um, you know, and I was the old dog that had been there from the beginning and I wasn't shutting up and I kept getting pulled aside and be like, bro, you can't talk like this. And I was like, see ya. So that was part of it too. You know, things worked out right that the lawn care nut was at a point where I could make that leap. So I remember watching uh, at that point I was I'd been watching your your channel for quite some time and uh, then when when you switched over to this full time as the lawn care nut uh, I don't know I just remember that seeing that and thought and I was like that's really cool because you were the first one that I was like I didn't know this was a thing like I knew like some people did that that were you know like 
millions and millions of subscribers and it was just like a, a kind of a side hustle and it was part of their business as well but then when i saw you doing it with lawn care i was like that's really cool because um you had a large following but you were i think you were kind of the first one to it seems like that to make that leap in our community at least so yeah oh to like doing the full-time thing yeah i think so i mean but i i um I've been watching, like I said, Gary Vaynerchuk for a long time and following what he teaches, but I never actually had the stones to do it until recently, in the last couple of years, which is good because I was very immature, immature for many years. I, w I was just not a good person. And so, you know, it's better that I've um, calmed myself down a little bit and can take things a little bit more seriously. It can be an adult and, uh, you know, but yeah, it's cool. People don't, you know, they don't realize how do I say it? People even out. So we, we are in our community and we're like, it's cool that we're as serious we are as we are about lawn care. Like the way I talk about lawn care, like that's normal to me and to a lot of us. But if you talk to people outside, they, they almost laugh. I had some guy on Twitter laughing at me the other day, some big CMO, some thing. He just thought it was hilarious. And I'm like, no, bro, I actually take yeah. this shit serious, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> so, but that's okay. I like still being this little secret. It's the same thing. Even when I talk to different companies, and uh, um, about either making us a new furt or I want to sell one of the furts they have, they they just laugh it away. And I'm like, how much of a commitment do I need? Seven, ten truckloads? What is it going to be for you to take me seriously? And they they still don't. They're like, I mean, at some point, so, I, I would I would right. kind of see yeah. that as motivation a little bit because if if you're still that little bit of a if the company is still that little bit of a secret, and then when you talk to these other companies about furt and those types of things, and they don't know. I would see that, like I said, as kind of motivation to be like, we still have a lot of room to grow. I mean, I know, I know you know that, but um, that would just be because I don't. I there's a lot of those things I obviously don't see just because you're talking to people that uh, about doing those types of th different things with fertilizer and stuff like that. But I think that's kind of cool to to still have that. Um, I get. I don't know of another way to say it, but kind of that uh, secret, if you would, as a company. It is. Uh, it is nice, and it's not. So, it it is kind of cool to be what we are, and and I really don't still what we what we have going. But that is nice. But at some point, my pride gets in the way, and I'm like, I want some respect from the real green industry because is actually shaping where the green industry is going. Uh, I say this all the time. Um, the DIYers are the ones that are pushing the green industry right now. It's not the pros. It's not the guys on the golf course. You know, I golf course superintendents are great, but there's what, like 200 of them in the whole country. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What are they going to do? You know, and they hide all their secrets, you know, and they go to parties like up in the mountains with each other, do whatever they do. But we actually post everything we do. We post why we do it, why we love it, and driving where I think the green industry is going. So, you know, so yeah, it's a little frustrating in that vein. But then again, yeah, it is what it is. You know, it's nice to, it is kind of nice to be that, that secret. Um, well, I know I saw a picture of on Instagram today with your huge Toro ride on. It looked like you were over at the church lawn. Is that where you're getting all the mowing done today? Yeah, we shouldn't talk about the church when I've been dropping at shit bombs and stuff. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a real Christian, I guess. I'm, I don't hide. I'm not like the Baptists that hide from each other in the liquor store. But um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I was mowing over there today. And uh, it was nice. It was 78 here and sunny. It's going to rain tomorrow, but it was nice and sunny today. So it was just a nice day to be out and uh, get a little mow on. I mowed like four times. <laughs> but yeah, that's the Toro Titan. Do you so. primarily use that over at the church or have you gotten to use it on the Freedom Factory? Yeah, I've been at the Freedom Factory with it twice. I try not to mow out there too often because I don't want them to think I'm going to do it all the time. Even though I would like to, I just can't. Um, so I only mow over there like on special occasions or if they're out of town, I'll do it for them. Um, they actually have an event there going on tonight. So they're probably destroying my grass right now. They're doing a drift event over there. So, <clears throat> well, uh, wow, there's a lot of people going nuts. 
Yeah, I think people are asking questions. I yeah, don't know, like, so boring anybody, obviously, but. guys, since uh, Alan's Alan with his knowledge and having him on the show, if you do have questions, uh, don't hesitate to drop that uh, in the chat. Um, we will get to them if we can. If we cannot, uh, drop them again, or we may have missed them because it's easy to overlook some of the chat and our questions. So especially when it's moving this quick. So feel free to drop it back in. Uh, Sean Eckert asks, Alan, are you working with Andersons? Yes. We have a product coming out from the Andersons that, uh, I mean, I hope it hits in the next couple weeks. So I'll explain how that works with you guys because um, I realize why some of you asked that or um, what you might be thinking. So essentially there are, fertilizer companies or fertilizer blenders, um, you can go to them and you can say, hey, I want you to make this product with this NPK, these micros, put this in there, biostimulants, whatever, and they can make that product for you. Now, they're all going to be a little different. Some of them will just, when you tell them you're going to retail it out, they say no, they won't even talk to you. That's the majority. Um, some of them also are extremely large and so they want a certain commitment that at this time is out of my ability so they'll want you to commit to say you know a um, hundred truckloads which is like 220 tons that's a lot so others uh, will just tell you they don't have room to do custom blending they don't do custom so you could buy something they already have on the shelf that kind of stuff well the Andersons I found was very open to letting me basically take their catalog and open it up and go I want that 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 blend it up for me. They do. They send me a sample. I mess around with it, which I did last year. And I was like, that's what I want. And so they're making it for me. So they've just been one that's been very open to doing what I asked, just like Sunnyland. So Sunnyland's the same way. Um, uh, they made those blends for me and, and, and they're willing to accommodate. Now Sunnyland's even better because he'll send, if I call him tomorrow and go, I want two pallets or something, he'll do two pallets, which most won't do that. Most require truckload quantities, which is 22 pallets. Um, but yeah, so I do have a product coming from the Andersons and we, uh, you know, we have others. I, I reach out to pretty much if you, if there's a fertilizer company in this country, I've probably reached out to them at some point and asked questions and most just don't even respond. <clears throat> That's pretty cool. Um, I, I would say I've learned a lot from you since getting to know you and working with you now, just cause I didn't know a lot about that stuff in regards to fertilizer companies. And then I remember you talked to me about like white labeling and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Cause I've always seen whether it's lawn care related or other type of things, there's, there always seems to be a common looking product with a different name. And I never knew what that was called or knew that was a thing until, uh, you and I had talked about it and you told me about it. So, uh, if you think yeah. about it, it's that way with tool companies too. Like, what is yep. it like MTD and Makita and I don't know all mm -hmm. the, but they're all made by the same people, right? Yep. It, it's just, that's the way the world works. So, um, you could do custom stuff. You can do semi custom and then sometimes you can just sell what somebody else has already got. Um, and I like to do that too, you know? So if somebody already has a cool product that I already like, I'm like, I don't, I don't need to mess with that at all. I just asked them if I can buy it and retail it. Um, there's some different challenges with that, but yeah, they have products like uh, that too. Bernie C asked, uh, Alan, I know you're anti burn, burning the lawn down. I have common Bermuda and want to sod with tiff tough Bermuda. I don't want any common Bermuda sprigging up into the tiff tough. Please advise. Yeah. So too bad. Sorry. You're going to, you're just, it's going to happen. So you're going to get common Bermuda, even if you, um, the only way that you could stop that is to do what's called solarization, which is where you put the plastic down and you have to let it sit for several months and it burns everything out like several inches down. That would be a way to do it. But probably wherever you live, it's not going to allow you to have plastic over your lawn for however long that is. You could also use a fumigant, but that's illegal nowadays. So your, your only choice would be to resod and the common is going to come back. Now, I will tell you that even if you burn the lawn down with glyphosate, and you resod, the common will still come back. You just won't get rid of all of it. Uh, the other thing is when you take a warm season grass that has rhizomes and stolons, it's not a bunch type grass. If you kill it first, you're going to have to get it out of there with a sod cutter. It will be very rubbery and it will clog your sod cutter because what will happen is those stolons and those rhizomes will just bend instead of cut. 
Whereas when they're green, they cut clean. So the best thing to do is to just go in and use a sod cutter. Or if you're a better driver than Brett, use a uh, bobcat or a skid steer and scrape out this new stuff and put your tiff stuff down and then just hope that the common just kind of doesn't isn't seen that much but it's just i mean i love bermuda because you cannot kill it literally people in texas that have bermuda are like is my bermuda going to come back i'm like oh yeah, yeah you're fine we've <laughs> already i've no i've seen a lot of questions uh about like some people having their saint augustine like uh before all the freezes they sent pictures of that and then they after the freezes it was you know they were like oh it looks like you know hay out in the front yard and i'm like yeah, you'll be okay. It's just interesting because where I grew up in Dallas, you know, the grass was going to go, usually went dormant every year. So that was common for me to see. Um, but then when you go down, I didn't think mm -hmm. about it until it happened this year, like not much further south, like down in Austin, Houston, um, that they probably doesn't ever go dormant down there. And then it happens and you're like, man, it's interesting just how those how not that far of a distance people are like they have no clue what to do when something like that happens so yeah <clears throat> i know there is i know there it is it's scary yeah so and i know there's I'm making a i mean video i know like it. bermuda they talk about it can have die off winter die off if it's too far north and stuff like that but i would imagine if you're that far south just one week or however long two weeks maybe I couldn't imagine that would be a huge deficit because I would think of, I would think the die off that they talk about when it's too far north is when you have like a long stretch of, you know, winter where you're having below freezing for uh, weeks on end. Because that was like here in St. Louis, we were we were below for freezing for probably close to three weeks. Um, and I would think in those types of environments that you'd have more of that, you know, winter die off that they call it. Um, but that would just be a guess of mine. So it's really, um, and this, I'm making a video on this that I'm hoping to put out this weekend. Well, I will put it out this weekend, but, um, the big thing is, is do you have snow cover? Cause if you have snow cover, then you're going to be safer cause it insulates. Um, the other thing is, is it's really more about soil temps. So the outside air temps can get cold and wind can rush, but that's just called desiccation. That just sucks out the moisture from the top growth, which you're scalping off anyway with Bermuda. So it's really about the root system and the crowns and, um, and, and again, if you have snow cover, that's going to insulate. So Bermuda can take uh, soil temps down to around 20 to 22 degrees. Um, some some of the more uh, advanced varieties can go even down to 19 in the soil and still before they see significant die off. The other thing with Bermuda is you can get some die off and you don't realize because as soon as it starts growing again, plus you scalp it usually. So by the time it grows back, it's fine. So um, St. Augustine is the one that you hope um, will have it worse because of the fact that they're, uh, literally faced away from the sun all day. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, a lot of different uh, factors. Uh, somebody, I think it was George. He said, uh, Alan, how do I have a nice lawn? I need step-by-step -step instructions and you put a laughing emoji. George, you'd be surprised how many times we actually get emails that are that short and that's pretty much all they give us on on uh questions when they when they come in yeah we try to help those people i'm glad they i'm glad they're right in <laughs> you know like okay well no that's to... yeah and, and i don't mean to downplay yeah. that i was i was just saying you'd be surprised how much we get it because i know you've said in a lot of our calls sometimes like i don't mind getting those questions because they at least are reaching out and it gives us an opportunity to direct them to something that could help them, uh, whether it be one of our guides or a video of yours or something like that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I don't know where they all find us nowadays. Like, you know, we have more and more people that are finding us not through YouTube. And that's yeah. really cool to see. Um, but yeah, those people definitely don't come in with as much education. That's why we create, um, all the content that we do. You know, we spent the whole winter doing like a whole bunch of stuff in Zendesk yep. to help people. And, um, and, uh, we have a new program coming out called yard care Bootcamp, which I think I have three videos left to do in that. 
I have, I, I counted, I have 160 wow. hours in on that. <laughs> so it's got, I've got three more videos to do there and then we'll launch that. And that's for super beginners that don't even know if they have cool season or warm season grass. So part of what I've noticed maybe over the last year as our audience is moving out, you know, we had, we, we got all the nuts on YouTube and that was awesome. We call those the love group. Uh, my developers call you guys the love group, which is a cool name that they gave you. Um, but we, as we expand, you know, my goal is to expand and bring more people into this nuttery. You know, um, there's a lot of other guys that's, that are taking care of the, the crazies and, and I still like to take care of the crazies in the love group, but I really want to reach those people out there that don't know about us. I want to bring them into this and let them see how awesome it is. And so as we are reaching out to them more and more in other channels, we're finding that they definitely come in with a lot less knowledge. And so we have to adapt our content for them as well. And uh, that's what Yard Care Bootcamp is. So when cool. when do you think that'll be launching? It was supposed to launch last week. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say a hundred. You said one hundred and eighty hours. Yeah, one hundred and sixty I mean, so far. Having to go that that long, and then I mean, I because there's one thing I've like just working with you. It, uh, you don't want to have, I know you don't like having stuff just like half done, you know, it, it needs to be complete, it needs to be really good and very, you know, just quality for people to learn from because then it just causes more questions or problems on the back end if we don't do it that way. So, um, I think a lot of people appreciate that even if it is delayed slightly. Well, that's what Josh always says is I'm, I'm trying to answer everybody's questions mm -hmm. before they're asked. He's like, just get the content out, Al. I'm like, nope, can't. I already know they're going to ask questions about this. This is going to yeah. be confusing. <laughs> so we constantly battle that, but that's all right. So it, that, that reminds me of like when I was an athletic trainer and doing, and when people would ask me questions about, you know, uh, why is my knee hurting or why is my hip hurting or something like that? Uh, when I see you explain things, it reminds me so much of when. I had those types of questions and you there's a lot of passion behind what you know and you want to tell everybody that you know that and, and, and you want to help them. They're really that's there's the passion that you know it and then you want to help them to, you know, fix their lawn in your case or fix their knee or or hip like I used to do. Um and when you think I know because when you say you overcomplicate things, that reminds me of that because what I used to do is I would it would go like down a rabbit hole in explaining things to people of like, well, it's not really as simple as you think it is. You need to do this, 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 and this, and here's why all the here's why you need to do all that, and so it just further confuses people um, sometimes. But if you're really good at teaching and explaining, it can make sense to each other. So. It, I just thought about that because it reminds, like I said, when you when I hear you teach things, it reminds me uh, of my past a little bit in the healthcare field. Yeah, no, it's exactly the same because you know, like, I really want to give this person all of the information because I feel like that's what I my obligation is, but I also don't want to overwhelm them to the point where they yeah. they just quit. And so you have to give bites in, in a way right. that is palatable. Um, and that, and I, I'm, as I've been doing this more and more over the years, I really try to think about it that way. I try to put myself in someone else's shoes and go, all right, I don't want to talk here just to make myself sound smart because that's not hard to do. And I did that for a while. I would just do all this math and put really fast music and I would talk really fast. Right. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, and it's, it's 24% nitrogen times three pounds per thousand. That's your pounds on the ground. That's 0.72 pounds of in per night. You know, I do it real fast. I thought, all I'm doing is making myself sound smart here. That's dumb. Stop doing that, you ass. And so I would try to, as I counsel myself that way, right? And so now that's why this year I've, I've even started that series on street legal lawn care or, you know, how to practice lawns in the streets. Because I want you to have the detail, but I want to give it to you in a way that, that you kind of are like, oh, yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I, I'm with you. And then I give you the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. And then... There are people that go on and, and they read, you know, scholarly articles on things from university. And I think that's awesome. That ain't me. Um, I spent a lot of time doing that years ago and I just realized it just wasn't me. I um, think it so, also has to deal yeah, with cool. kind of someone's maturity or experience in teaching because the more you've taught people and I experienced this as an athletic trainer and seeing patients, the more you've taught people, you kind of see 
the level of understanding that that person has at that point in time or what their potential of understanding is. So you kind of, you're like, all right, I, I know I don't need to go over and above here. I can, I can say some pretty basic things here and get the point across. And that's, that's all I need to do. Whereas I think some of the younger teachers, they're like, mm -hmm. like you said, they, they just want to blast all of their knowledge out and kind of like, uh, it's, I think to a degree it can be an ego thing, but I, at the same time, I just think it's a lack of experience of teaching people at the same time as well. And sometimes, you know, I like the subject because, you know, sometimes you get a, somebody that's just like, look, I want to understand some of this, but really, if you just tell yeah. me what to do, I trust you and I'm going to do it. And so you, you want to meet those people where they are too. They, they don't want cookie cutter approach. They want something a little custom, but, mm -hmm. but that's where they want to stay. I'm like, that's, that's great. Okay, good. So I don't want to ostracize you either, you know, by saying things like, if you don't get a soil right. test, you're a piece of garbage, you know? I mean, you don't do that. You just like, hey, you don't want to get a soil test? Great, bro. Just stay right here then. Keep going. I'll give you some goodies sure. underneath to, to throw down, you know? So, um, yeah, William Van Kessel said, hi, Alan. What are your thoughts on mixing, say, you needed your Bahia. I already know what William's asking. He wants to know if he can mix some Bermuda in with his papaya <laughs> grass. So William, bro, you just sodded. You put a little seed down. Just just work on that. You don't need any Bermuda. He's he's having a little challenge over there because he's got he's he's built a home in the woods and it's beautiful, but he's got some challenges because you know it, the Bahia is not the most the thickest most lush grass at first, and it's not easy to work with. So I would say with you, Bill, just Keep some patience going. You just put some new sod down. Love that sod. Once it gets established, water it. You know, keep it watered. Mow it a lot. The more you mow the Bahia, the better it's going to be. And uh, don't try to fix the lawn all in one year. You'll be fine. You got a beautiful house there. Just you know, so take you it know slow, this bro. guy. Okay. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> um. Well, I know I didn't ask. I didn't ask you to send me. Um, necessarily like uh keyboard warrior comments or anything like that but it didn't stop me from asking you about it if you have any stories or just just your overall thoughts and approach to uh, uh addressing the keyboard warriors that you have i know i've heard you tell me from time to time you generally just ignore them and don't ever engage them um but do you have any funny stories <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> um so Last year, I let my ego get the better of me, and I made a, a – um, a, uh, I want to make sure I tell this right because I can screenshot it and show you. I made a video that was – it's unlisted, and it's 30 seconds, and I basically get up and I say, hey, I sent somebody sent you this video because you made a comment to tell me to get to the point and stop wasting your time. So this video will do that. You ready? Here's every – and I say – and then I say – Ask your question. And then I pause it and I go like that. And then I go, all right, here's your answer. Go to the store, get something, throw it down, hope for the best. I do remember that video. <laughs> so that was my, yeah, that was my answer to, and I would, and I, cause again, I don't usually, I, I try not to let my ego get the better of me on that, but I did. So I did that. So I would paste that to a few people and I pasted it to one dude and he went to that video and he left it. So he left a rude comment and I pasted it to him and he went to that video and he left a comment under there and he said, and he said, that didn't help. Get yourself a new <laughs> YouTube page, <laughs> which doesn't, it's just, he's old. He doesn't know how to talk. Right. So I went, okay, boomer, <laughs> underneath that. And he commented underneath. Who's boomer? <laughs> <laughs> who's boomer you're the boomer you <laughs> jackass yeah you and all your country you and all your fellow 1967 graduates that are running congress like a bunch of assholes right now you know <laughs> you boomer oh man i i i do rem anyway i swear i've only had this one i do remember I that video though so yeah so there you go. There's my one keyboard warrior comment. What would you say to story. younger YouTubers or people first starting out how to deal with them? Like, you know. Yeah, I mean, you got to I don't get as much hate as a lot of other people do. I really don't. Um, I get some thumbs down, 
but I don't get like a lot of um, like actual people leaving comments. So I'm very fortunate that I don't. But you know, when I I would say, if you know what your what your goals are and you're working towards those goals, then then that's that's really the big thing, you know. Um, I have made videos that I am not proud of and not like critical videos, but just videos I'm like, man, I could have done better on that. And people will tell me straight up and I value that. I'm like, yeah, you're right, dude. You know? Um, so yeah, sure. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say you're going to get criticized uh, when you put yourself out there. Uh, and the more successful you become, the more critical you, you get. And that goes back to what I said in the very beginning. I was that way when I was younger. Uh, I remember seeing people that were successful and instead of celebrating what they did and thinking that, you know, I want to support them because they've done a good thing and I want to become like that. I wanted to tear them down because I just assumed there's no way I'm, I'm struggling in my life and I'm failing. So this guy must be cheating. There's no way, you know, that was my, it was just a, I was just an asshole, you know, and I was a bitter person. And so maybe that's why when I get the hate or whatever, I'm kind of like, yeah, I kind of deserve that. Cause I was, it's like reaping what sure. I sowed, sown what I had. Yep. I don't know the tense, you know what I'm saying? It's a biblical thing. And, uh, so I think I take it that way in a way. Well, jumping into, uh, some more questions. Uh, Michael L asks, what's the turnaround time on soil samples? Um, it should be, you know, depending where you live. So three or four days in the mail, and then you should get it back within four or five days after that, mm -hmm. you know, cause it all comes online now. So, but when you log in, they kind of tell you where it's at in the process. They have a good technology. So all said and done, by the time you mail it in, you should have it back in seven to 10 days at the most. Uh, Alan, newly established lawn in 2020, a cool season. I put late fert down in October. Should I kick it in the teeth? Uh, some good push of nitro on the first app this spring. Yes, 100%. Blow it up. Cool season lawns, blow them up. You got to take advantage of uh, the time that they grow because when you get to summer, you're going to, they're going to struggle. Everybody, I don't know if you guys remember last summer, my friends in like Pennsylvania, New Jersey, up that way, they got hammered with heat days and days and days on end over 90 up into 95. And that's just um, physical capabilities of that grass. And so you, you really got to make those roots while the sun is shining in the spring. And while you got some mild temperatures, you got a little bit of overcast, you got to really push that lawn to get healthy. So when it gets to summer, it can kind of chill. Mm. Uh, Dan with blue Dan Bluba blue. He said he asked both of us, "What is the one lawn feeding or soil product you can't live without?" The one that I can't live without is RGS. That's what I my go to. It's the foundation of everything I do now. That's right. I remember you said in one of your videos, "I pour that stuff on cereal." <laughs> Pretty much. It's just it's just got it's just a great biostimulant, high humic acid. It has fulvic in it, even though it's not on the label, but it has fulvic and then it has um, sea kelp. So throw her down. I don't feel like I necessarily have a favorite at this point because I feel like I'm still, I still like I'm a pretty, I'm a newbie at a lot of this stuff. Like I'm really only three years in, three, four years into uh, like caring for my own lawn. So there's a lot of stuff like, you know, products that I haven't tried and stuff like that. I would say I really like using the, um, microgreen and and uh green effect together because i there's no joke when that that's double dark it's double dark because last year uh when my lawn wasn't really responding to fertilizer and it wasn't really getting a dark green i threw that at it and i was like that's what it's supposed to look like but that only lasted for such a short period of time because there's a lot of underlying things I'm working on. But I would say green effect and microgreen are one of my two favorites to, to use and work with in the lawn, especially during the summertime. Was that because your pH was yeah. high? Yep. Yeah. See, so that's something that's important that, uh, to point out. So when your pH is high, you're not going to get the kick out of your nutrients that you want, but that's why the green effect is cool because it has foliar absorption. And so it, it negates whatever the soil, whatever the soil would do to negate your fert is bypassed because it's absorbed directly in through the plant. Mm -hmm. And so that's why that's such a cool product is that's why I like it for that reason. And then the microgreen is there to kick in through the yep. roots. But 
Uh, yep. uh, Cam Oof, from Elevated Lawnscapes, he said, uh, he asked Alan and Ben, what's your take on using the YM triple 12 throughout the lawn season for a lawn that is low in both P and K? I'm not really, no, I know that, I know it can help, like, but I don't, I never, I'm never sure like how many, uh, you know, applications to, to say or recommend to help, uh, with the phosphorus and potassium, deficiencies because i know sometimes it i know those and you can correct me if i'm wrong alan are macronutrients something that can take years to correct or can you correct that within a season so it's a little of both um what i would say is it's not just about adding those nutrients but it's also about um, increasing the holding capacity of your soil so that's where we get into the cec but um so that's why all of my programs have an underlying biostimulant program now because, you know, adding that humic and, and other um, carbon and things like that are going to help the holding capacity of the soil. So while you're adding these nutrients, you also want to create a uh, healthier soil so that more of the nutrients that are there can be utilized. So it's the two things together. Um, however, I would not use the 12, 12, 12, triple 12 year round. So if you have a low P and K, I would switch things up because you're always going to need nitrogen. Always mark that down. You're always going to need nitrogen. So I would use the triple 12 maybe two or three times. I mean, you say cool season. Uh, Alv, can, um, he's cool because it's up in Maryland, I believe. Okay, so you might get – oh, Maryland. So you might get seven apps out of the year. So I would use the 12, triple 12 twice. I would use uh, – I'd use malorganite in there once because that's got some uh, P. And then I would just use regular, you know, um, 2406 or something and a couple others. So I would kind of mix things up. That's what I would do. But I wouldn't go with just one mm -hmm. all the time, bam. Uh, Sean Eckert, and I think this is a good question given the recent video you just had with the My Soil people. Um, he said, will you ever have a soil test to offer that uh, that test CEC in organic matter? Yeah, I've talked about it actually. Um, at this time, no. It's just, I'll tell you the biggest limitation is, number one, is I, I like what we do with the My Soil guys. I like that test, I realize it's not for everybody, but I like where it is for the majority of folks that I work with. And once you understand the technology, then you understand that, okay, this, this makes sense in a way that is more palatable um, for most people. But I don't, I'm not against it. If you go to another test that has all of the extra data points, that's freaking great, man. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. You know, it's like a medical too, you know, some people, they know enough to be dangerous to keep themselves healthy. And then there's people like my wife that can talk to you all about all of the gut biome and leaky gut syndrome and, you know, all the, I don't, I don't even want to start using terminology that she knows because she just went deep into that stuff, right? Um, so myself will do, that's, that's pretty awesome. The other thing you got to realize is there's a technology limitation. Most of these old school labs, they're not going to go, sure, Alan, we're going to put for you so you can import that into your, into your app. <laughs> they're they're yeah. not going to do that. So that's part well, of Well, the too. one thing I would say, because I know there's been talks about this between like the ones that don't offer CEC and organic matter, the more detailed ones. But I always go back to like, you know what? If a homeowner is willing to just get a soil test, that's better than not getting one at all. So at least you're you're starting They're They're on the right path, I guess. Like you're not they're not just kind of blindly following something and. Um, so I, I always kind of revert back to that. What's the alternative? They either get this or they don't, you know, that's kind of just a more simplistic way to look at it. Yeah. And you can, but see the CEC is accounted for yep. in the my soil tests. It's just not spelled out as a separate line item. It's accounted for in the test. I'm going to, I'm making some videos coming up about this. This is part of my street legal lawn care series. We're going to take a little diversion from it this week. Cause I need to address my friends in Texas. Um, but then, uh, we're going to get back to it. We've actually, Brett and I shot a skit at the home Depot the other day. So, you know, that's, I'm really trying to get back to one of my goals this year is to get back to having fun with making the videos. Not that I never had fun before, but to be overly creative again. And that's one of the things Brett's inspired me. Having him there every day has really inspired me because I never had coworker before, but now that I have a coworker who is also a YouTuber, like we just, we, we like bounce ideas off each other and stuff. It's really fun. And he's actually really good with lawn care too. I mean, his lawn looks freaking awesome, and he knows a lot of stuff from working at Do My Own. So, you know, having him around has been a real 
a real blessing to me too and and giving me like some renewed vigor which is good that's what you want to do when you hire people around you um you want them to be people that make you better and that's that's what bread is oh he's still on here damn it can you delete that um well no that's one thing i've I've noticed like about your like watching some of your older videos and some of your newer stuff like and I think some people really like your quote unquote older videos just because it is just you goofing around in the lawn but also teaching stuff and I think that's what brought people to your channel in the first place and that's what got them hooked but at the same time I know you're creating content in addition to that for you know sometimes you have to be more direct which isn't always as fun of content to make um but i would i would attest to that i do i do love and miss just when you're starting out in the video laying out in your saint augustine lawn or you know it's just footage of you mowing and then you pick up the camera and say something really nonchalant but it's educational but also funny um you know that's good yeah mm -hmm. No, it's a balance. It is. It's a that I think all as YouTubers, you know, we all have to think about that. It's a there's a balance in in and and I and you evolve. You have to evolve. And some people don't like what I've evolved to, and that's fine. I totally get it. Um, I remember I used to be a I was a fan of Green Day, and I remember I used to listen to Green Day when they were more underground, and then when they had a hit song and they started getting so much criticism, I'm like, well, I love this. I'm cool. You know, they're on the radio now. It's the same type of thing, right? So you have to. It's, a, it's where I go back to. As long as you know that you're following your heart and you're doing what you're called to do, then you have to just keep on that course. You can't make everybody happy. But it still does um, affect me because, you know, I'm not somebody that isolates. I, I stay in the community. And, and um, you know, I was talking to John Perry the other day. I'm like, sometimes that makes me a little vulnerable because I am so much in the community and so much involving myself with people and not even in my own groups. I'm in many other groups. I go on Reddit. Um, I go in a lot of places and try to help, and that opens me up to seeing some things that I'm like, oh man, am I taking the right path? Am I? Who do I listen to? You know, um, that's it's it's a it's a challenge, you know. Uh, which is another reason why I a couple years ago I started making a big effort to really start reaching out to people through email. You know, we have several hundred thousand people now on our email list, so I can talk to them in a different way, and people can absorb it that way. Uh, now the app has got you know, a lot of users so I can, I can reach people through the app. So this new course we're building. So I try to do that. I try to offer several ways to reach people and they can digest the content in the way that that platform offers mm -hmm. with that, that they appreciate. Uh, grass geek. He asked Alan and Brett, uh, have you put a new picture of Connor in the bathroom yet? It was, wasn't a picture of Connor. Was it? You put some, what, yeah, that was, remember I was busting his chops last week on your show, but no, that was, uh, he stole that. So actually Sean from Sean's Midwest Lawns. Oh, that's Lawns, right. That's right. He was on here earlier. I know it. Yeah. He sent us some, uh, fresh, he made some screenshot photos and sent them. So those are in the bathroom now. So that was kind of nice. That was very nice of him to do that. So and I know a few of you guys, I don't know if you're on here, sent banners. We haven't opened them yet because we're going to do like a special opening show for those, but a bunch of you guys sent, we're hanging if anybody's on here that has a lawn care channel, um, we have we're gonna hang your banners. We all do stickers, and we have a sticker fridge now, Furt Fridge, where we'll stick your stickers. But we're actually, if you send us a banner, we'll put it up in the warehouse, so your your banner can be up in our warehouse. And you see, we film in there. Quite and often, to go so. off that as well, uh, if you guys have any cool pictures of your lawns and want them featured on the Yardmaster Instagram page, uh, email them to me at Ben at uh, the lawn care nut.com or Ben at yardmastery.com. Um, so then I can just collect them. And if you're on Instagram and those types of things, leave me your, your IG account so I can, we can tag you and all those types of things. And we'll throw them up there. I'm always collecting pictures like that to put up on our, our Instagram page. <clears throat> I took a little bit of a break, but we're going to, I'm going to be firing that up pretty soon on, uh, everyday posts and stuff like that. It's always cool to see, pictures of what people are doing in their lawns during different times of year so <clears throat> um hey, real quick i see michael l's asking am i done sending out the cool season guide yes they uh trickled out uh earlier this week so if you didn't get yours it goes to the same email that you bought the guide with so check your spam if you don't get it or you don't see it email shop at the lawn care and 
and uh, they'll get you. We got like 600 tickets <laughs> on Tuesday. My team did a good job getting through those, but we'll we'll get you individually. Uh, Casey Morris asked, soil test is great. So glad I finally had it done. Zinc came back at a flat line, zero. Fellow lawn care nut neighbors, zinc off the charts high. Uh, anomaly, don't sweat it. Anything I can do to supplement? Um, yeah, I wouldn't worry about them, but, uh, uh, microgreen has zinc in it, so you'll be fine there. There's a bunch of ferts that have zinc in them. I don't know. I should probably know. I think ours might have a little I think, zinc. <laughs> I think there's a lot of micronutrient products. Yeah, have zinc and in you were right. I th I'm pretty sure the microgreen has zinc in it. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> yeah. Don't think about having to correct that all in one time. Here's what I say with soil tests. Look at your lawn. Does your lawn look good? If the lawn looks good then I, I'm glad you got a soil test. But if the soil test looks terrible, but your lawn is looking good, then you at least know, all right, and this goes back to Ben, you'll appreciate this with medical, right? I met a doctor a few years ago, and he had that philosophy. He would take blood work and stuff, but before he ever went over your blood work with you, he'd ask you, how do you feel? You're like, man, I feel great. Really? So you feel good, you have energy, you sleep good, you have good bowel movements, and all these things. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Then he would look at your blood work and go over it with you in light of that. You know, because the opposite would be true where people's blood work would look great. And they're like, Doc, I'm lethargic. I'm, you know, so you always have to look at how does my lawn look? If it looks good, then use the corrections to see, okay, how much better can I get it? Or how much longer will my fur last when I do put it down, right? It's it's those types of things. So never discount just how um, your lawn looks. So this, this plays into your... Uh what you're doing with the street street book what is it called yeah street it legal reminds me care. of as like when i would do rehab with people so a very high percentage this is just an an, an analogy a very high percentage of people have uh bulging discs but that doesn't always mean that the bulging disc is the reason why their back is hurting there can be a lot of movement patterns and stuff like that that are off and weaknesses throughout the body that can be causing that but I kind of see soil tests sometimes as something like that, where while this is off, so it, we need to just assume that that is the problem, or we need to just attack that, um, while we still need to work on the whole picture kind of deal. Um, it's kind of like the the approach. The approach was um, look locally, uh, or treat locally, but act globally. So you're you're treating the small problems, but you're still acting globally and fixing. And, and just addressing the lawn as a whole. So that when you, I, I kind of like the whole, the street legal lawn care stuff because it reminds me of how we would practice sometimes where, you know, we weren't always, we were following, we were using the, the, the research and the, the knowledge we knew, but we were also using a lot of our experience and knowledge that way to make the best educated decision or just advice and opinions to give to the patient so they could choose what the best thing to do for themselves was. So I like that. Treat locally, act globally. That's good. By the way, you know, bulging disc was my nickname in college. What name wasn't your nickname in college? <laughs> yeah, I had uh, a bunch. Tool, LCN, big fan, been subscribed since Tuesday. My wife... <laughs> My wife says I don't like I don't listen or something or another. How do I balance lawn work and remembering I'm still married? Left tool, thank you for that, buddy. <clears throat> I I can't give advice on that one. What that does? I was <laughs> going to ask this earlier, but it has like what is that? What does your wife wife think of all the lawn care stuff? I mean, obviously it's your job now. Um, was when did it become like? man, my husband's weird, and now it's just, okay, that's just what it is. Nope, she's still, still Even though it's like a career weird. now, and like, <laughs> she doesn't get it. Nope. I remember there was, there was, it was, I think it was when you first moved into your house, you're in, uh, you started out the video in your car, and you're telling your wife, like, wait, wait, look. I'll, when I tell you to look, look, and you get in front of your house, and you're right at the right angle, and you see the stretch, she's like, how does it look? And she's like, it looks good. And she could tell, you could tell, like, she wasn't nearly as excited as you were. Like, your voice is like, man, it looks so good, doesn't it? And um... Yeah, I made her look at the stripes. She, <laughs> yeah. She was like, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Nope, she thinks I'm weird. But the... <laughs> oh, there was a 
Juan Journeys had a question. Um, where was it? I think he was he was asking about microgreen. Juan Journeys, if you remember, put it back in the chat real quick, and we'll get to it. <clears throat> uh, I know I didn't run through the whole roll call tonight or run through everybody, but I do really appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Uh, it means a lot to have everybody in here. I know there's a lot of people in here that are here because Alan's here, and that's perfectly fine, but I, I extremely appreciate all the support and everything um, you guys give everybody in the community and just coming in and, and watching tonight's show. Uh, if you like the show, be sure to give it a thumbs up and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, give it a thumbs down. I don't care if you don't like it. That's fine. Let me know. Uh, man, I still want to find his question because it was in regards to microgreen. Hmm. Oh, here we go. Nope. That's still not it. Um, but yeah, long journeys, if you're here, just throw it down in the chat again. Uh, well, uh, Alan, do you have anything that you want to kind of, I know some of it is limited on what you can and cannot say about what, what's going on this year. Um, but anything in particular you're really excited about with what we're doing in yard mastery this year? And Jake, Jake says I was getting sleepy. He knows <laughs> I fell asleep in their basement so many times. We used to do uh, on Friday nights. We used to do um, um, Jake. What was the name of the show? Jake will tell you what was the name of the show we used to watch. Gold Rush. <laughs> we used to watch Gold Rush um, on Friday nights, and it'd be like you know it was Indiana, and it would be like. Um, I don't know, 10 degrees outside and we have gold rush parties on Friday night. Making craft beers down there. And right after gold rush was over, they would light that fire and I would just go right to sleep. And those, those guys with my, my wife and, and the neighbors and even Jake, they would stay up all night and I'd just be sleeping. <laughs> Jake had this dog named Nipper that hated me, except when I fell asleep, it would come over and sleep next to me. Anyway, yeah, so Jake knows it's like late for me right now. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I guess the only thing I have to announce is I'm, I'm uh, really excited to have, have the uh, Yard Care Boot Camp launching. And, and um, it's literally basics. It's like, um, I think it'll be 18 modules when it's done. It's video and audio. Then just my guide. And just basics on everything. best content of it i think what people kind of, really like it but it's what designed kind of for style beginners. is it the video it's uh yeah so it's mostly me in the podcast studio teaching that way and then um i put up slides and stuff like when we go through npk i have i use the periodic analysis. we talk about um things like how plants work because then it talks about growth habits i even did some drawings where i talk i show stolen's growing through my drawings you know i went to a lot of trouble to do it and then there's also some okay. in the field work so once we do the classroom it's really i mean we had classroom work and so i kind of styled it just uh after how air force basic training was for me and then so but it's really cool and I, i've noticed that over the years a lot of people they won't buy our guides because they don't even know if they have cool season or warm mm -hmm. season grass and so i problem for them so that's what this does um well i'm excited to have that because i think it'll be a good tool to to help direct a lot of the the first timers that we have uh with questions and stuff like that if they want to jump into that kind of you know class if you want to call it that um it's kind of it sounds like it might be kind of a commitment for people but it sounds like at the same time they can they can learn as they go and, and as fast or as slow as they want to. So that's the that's the benefit of that kind of stuff. Yep. So, uh, Lawn Journey Sir's question back in, he says, uh, Alan, I was re religious with the GCF biostimulants last year, three ounces per one thousand monthly microgreen uh, on its own. Sticking with it again this season, would you stay at three ounces or go month or go monthly at bottle rates? 
So I would always stay uh, three ounces with RGS monthly, but you can do some of the other ones you know, twice a year and just go to the higher rates. It's not a bad idea. Air rate for sure, go with the higher rates, nine ounces per thousand in spring and fall. Um, humic, you can go up to six ounces. So yeah, I like to flex. Well, I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, I I really do appreciate everybody tuning in. Alan, I, I greatly appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, it's just kind of funny to see the relationship that uh and that you and i have grown and just being a part of the community and just kind of seeing where i was just a viewer and now i'm a, a youtuber and having you on the show and on my own channel i think that's really cool just kind of how everything's kind of come full circle um the community has been so cool such an awesome community to be a part of and i i really do like i don't just say this to say it i appreciate everybody uh coming in on the shows every week and and just those everybody that supports everybody in the community, whether you're a small YouTuber, big YouTuber, you guys all help out and contribute so much. Um, there's just a lot of positivity, more positivity than negative. And I hope it always stays that way because uh, that's just going to keep this this community a, little, uh, a tighter niche community, which is just going to make it cooler in the long run. So, um, Alan, you have any parting words? No. I gotta go to bed. I had my one beer. I was, I was like, I'm gonna drink like four beers. Oh, I'm gonna crush it. It's just, I'm just old man. I just, uh, so now I gotta get up for sunrise tomorrow to film. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. But no, thanks for having me on, Ben. It's fun. I love doing these things. I wish I could get in the chat more on this, but, um, and I hope that it didn't break up too much, but. I have fun with these. So thanks everybody for coming on. It's always great to see you guys. Yeah, And I, I uh, hope you guys had a good week or I hope this was a good start to everyone's weekend. Uh, if you had a rough week, maybe this was just something that, that bounced it on the positive side and hopefully it just gets more positive from here. So I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope it warms up wherever you are. If, if, uh, if it's, you know, if it's not cold, I hope you guys enjoy the sun and maybe get out in the lawn and start doing some, some raking out in the yard or whatever it may be. But have a great weekend, guys. Thanks so much for all the support, and we will see you next week. I'm going to have George from Princess Care Lawn Cuts. Princess? Yeah, Princess Cuts Love George. Lawn Care. Good That's guy. what it is. Uh, George is awesome. We're going to have him on next week. It should be a fun one. So thanks for everything, guys. We'll see you next weekend.